for tuning in to the Open Door Ministry Breadcrumbs Podcast with me, your host, Barbara Smith. We are here to share our blog articles with you in an audio format. We know that people are very busy and constantly on the go, but we all still need daily inspiration in our lives. It is our goal to share a few thought-provoking morsels that will challenge you to stay actively engaged in the Word of God. His Word is the bread of life. The Ten Most Wanted Men, Sermon Notes by Matt Carpenter. My thought today is the Ten Most Wanted Men. The words of this title are frequently seen in post office buildings and in law enforcement offices throughout the United States. The Federal Bureau of Investigation, FBI, is the author of the sign, The Ten Most Wanted Men. It is true that the FBI wants every man who has broken a federal law to be caught, but of all such lawbreakers, they list the ten whom they want the most. Keep in mind, they will use traps and numerous devices to apprehend any one of these ten most wanted men. Often there are rewards offered associated with these wanted posters. These posters have been used since before the advent of television, automobiles, or the internet. They were used in local towns and counties mostly because the criminals could not get as far as fast in those days. Almost all of the top 10 on the FBI list have been caught since the inception of the posters. Newspapers came along, which played a huge part in catching these men, dead or alive in some cases, as well as television with shows like America's Most Wanted and advertising in general. Not only Billy the Kid and John Dillinger were proud owners of a most wanted poster of themselves offering a mammoth reward of thousands of dollars, but the rewards can now be seen in the millions. Adolf Hitler's face was one that was plastered everywhere, stating how evil he was, seeking help in capturing him, dead or alive, as well as serial killers like Ted Bundy. Turn with me to Luke twenty-two thirty-one and 32, which states, The Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for you that thy faith fail not, and when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. To go along with this, Paul said in Second Corinthians 2, verses 9 through 11, For to this end also did I write, that I might know the proof of you, whether ye be obedient in all things. To whom ye forgive anything, I forgive also. For if I forgave anything, to whom I forgave it, for your sakes forgave I it in the person of Christ, lest Satan should get an advantage of you. For we are not ignorant of his devices. Satan desires to have every child of God, but there seems to be at least ten whom he wants the most. So let us talk about Satan's ten most wanted men. Number one on his list is God's man of finance. 
It has been said that Jesus mentioned money as much as he did any other subject in his ministries and teaching. Certainly any church that lacks finances is handicapped. Therefore, it is Satan's good pleasure to reach his sneaky hand into God's church and capture God's man of finance. He is undoubtedly on Satan's list of the ten most wanted men. In the fifth chapter of Acts, we read of Ananias, a man who was willing to sell what he possessed so that he could help God's church along with his wife Safari. It seems that at first they intended to give the entire amount of the sale to the church, but the devil would not rest until he had filled this man's heart to lie to the Holy Ghost. This moved God to slay Ananias as he stood before Peter, not because he did not give all, but because of his lie to the Holy Ghost. If you are a faithful tither and a cheerful giver to God's cause, remember that Satan is breathing down your collar. You are on his hit list and one of the ten most wanted men. Acts 5, 1-11 gives us the account. The second one on his list is God's man of wisdom. The individual in God's church who possesses wisdom is a valuable asset to all. When disagreements and problems arise, it is very needful to have someone with wisdom to restore peace and harmony and help bring about a solution to the problem. Solomon was such a man. He was known as the man of wisdom. His wisdom was greater than any other man, but this wise man had an enemy. Satan longed for and saw the day when he turned Solomon's heart away from the true and living God. According to the Bible, it was his weakness, where women were concerned, that led this man of wisdom to lose out with God. Wisdom is useless without obedience. We can read his story in 2 Kings 11, verses 5 through 11. The third one on Satan's list is God's man in office. When one begins to serve God in an official capacity, immediately he is placed by Satan upon his list of ten most wanted men. Judas Iscariot walks side by side with Jesus and carried the money bag. He held the office of treasurer, but we read in Luke 22, verse 3, Then entered Satan into Judas, surnamed Iscariot, being of the number of the twelve. We do not know how Satan tempted Judas to do evil before he entered into him completely and took control and led him to betray the Lord for thirty pieces of silver. In the end of his story, though, we find Judas committing suicide. Once again, Satan has captured one of the ten most wanted men on his list. Beware ministers and others in official capacities. Money can become an eternal death trap. For first, Timothy 6.10 states, For the love of money is the root of all evil, which while some coveted after, they had erred from the faith and pierced themselves through with many sorrows. What a thrill it is for Satan when he can lay hold upon one of God's office holders. Fourthly, the man after God's own heart. First Samuel 16:7 tells us of such a man. But the Lord said unto Samuel, Look not on his countenance or on the height of his stature, because I have refused him. For the Lord seeth not as man seeth. For man looketh on the outward appearance, but the Lord looketh on the heart. What joy must a man of this caliber bring to the presence of God and his angels? In Acts 13, 16 through 23, Paul preaches about how David was chosen. 
David was chosen and anointed and pursued after God. However, the day arrived when God watched as Satan walked into the picture through the spirit of lust, capturing David by using the beautiful Bathsheba. David had been strong enough to kill a lion and a bear in the wilderness. God had trusted him and put him out on the front lines in the midst of the greatest battle against their enemies, the Philistines, and had allowed him to slay Goliath the giant. He became known as one who had killed his tens of thousands. What a strength he had, but Satan found his weakness and caused him to fall into the sin of adultery. We must be on guard because Satan's only weapon against us is finding our weaknesses and using them against us. We must stay on our knees in pursuit of God continually. Number five, the one who has power with God. Samson was noted for his strength with God. One example is Judges 15:14. And when he came unto Lehi, the Philistine shouted against him, and the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire, and his bands loosed from off his hands. Time and time again the power of God is seen in Samson's life. However, then we read this heart-sickening statement in Judges 16:20. And she said, The Philistines be upon thee, Samson. And he awoke out of his sleep and said, I will go out as other times before and shake myself. And he knew not that the Lord was departed from him. The disobedience of Samson caused God to withdraw from him and leave him powerless. And it was a cunning woman named Delilah, used by Satan to trap one of the ten most wanted men on his list. Samson could still wake up and shake himself vigorously, ready to fight, but the power of God was gone. What good is the trembling, kicking up the dust, stomping and shaking yourself, unless you have the power of God to back you up? Without God, he was powerless. Considering this, do not forget that if you have power with God, you will be on Satan's list of the ten most wanted men. Sixthly, the man who has faith and walks uprightly. A combination of these things in one's life will bring him favor with God. But faith without uprightness is of no value. Let us look at Job's life. After all of his afflictions, persecutions, trials, and physical sufferings, he still cried out in Job 19.25 unto God. For I know that my Redeemer lives, and that he shall stand at the latter day upon the earth. That is faith. Job 1.22 tells us, In all this Job sinned not, nor charged God foolishly. This is a prime example of walking uprightly. Job did his best and passed the test. Consider Job as being one of Satan's ten most wanted men. Satan did his utmost to destroy his faith in God and cause him to sin, but he failed. Look at the closing chapter of Job's life, and you will find God blessed him double-fold. The reason for this was that Job refused to give an inch. Satan is still out to capture anyone who has faith and is walking uprightly. If this describes you, then you are on his list. Number seven is the full gospel man. The evil forces of hell are not too concerned about the person who merely has religion or who believes only certain portions of the Bible. 
but let one believe and obey the full gospel message, and that one becomes Satan's enemy as of right then. Satan did not fight Saul of Tarsus so long as he was a Pharisee, but once he received the Holy Ghost, spoke with tongues, and was baptized in Jesus' name, the battle was on. Nowhere have I read about Paul being beaten or put into prison until he became a part of the oneness Jesus' name group. Then his enemy said in Acts 22, verse 22, And they gave him audience unto this word, and then lifted up their voice, and said, Away with such a fellow from the earth, for it is not fit that he should live. Another bunch also said in Acts 23:14, And they came to the chief priests and elders and said, We have bound ourselves under a great curse, that we will not eat nothing until we have slain Paul. Why the great change in their attitude towards Paul? He had simply received an experience and a revelation that placed him on Satan's list of the ten most wanted men. Number eight is the man of prayer. Prayer has been proven to be one of the greatest weapons against Satan. Naturally, Satan wants to knock out this strong offensive weapon. Prayer has snatched many out of the clutches of Satan. The devil knows this and therefore opposes prayer with all means at his disposal. Notice Daniel, who was a praying man. Daniel 6.10 says, Now when Daniel knew that the writing was signed, he went into his house, and his windows being opened in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks before his God as he did aforetime. This made Daniel one of Satan's ten most wanted men. He maneuvered Daniel into the den of lions to stop his praying, but he failed miserably. Daniel testified in Daniel 6.22, My God hath sent an angel, and hath shut the lions' mouths, that they have not hurt me, forasmuch as before him innocence was found in me, and also before thee, O king, have I done no hurt. Thank God for the praying man. But do not forget that Satan fears such and is out to get him, if possible. Number nine is the Pentecostal preacher. What more glory could Satan get than by causing a God-called creature to lose out with God? The Jesus name Holy Ghost anointed preacher is surely on the ten most wanted list of Satan and the demons of hell. Jesus said to Peter in Luke twenty-two thirty-one through 32 And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan hath desired to have you, that he may sift you as wheat. But I have prayed for thee, that thy faith fail not. And when thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. May every preacher let these words be imprinted deeply upon their hearts. If Satan can capture a messenger, then who will carry the message? It has been said of every preacher, in your preaching you are writing a gospel, a chapter each day, by the life that you live and the words that you say. And lastly, number 10 is the man of truth. Satan is a liar and the father of lies. Through the serpent he told the first lie among men in the Garden of Eden, when he said in Genesis 3, 4, And the serpent said unto the woman, You shall not surely die. Therefore, Anyone who tells the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth, will find himself on Satan's list of the ten most wanted men. 
as Satan desired Peter so that he could make him fall and thereby do great harm to God's cause, so he desires those who we have discussed in this message as the ten most wanted men. But as God prayed for Peter that his faith fail not, so he has surely prayed for all of us as well. This prayer will surely be answered in our lives if we are determined to stay out of the clutches of Satan and remain faithful, upright, keep praying, preaching, relying upon his spirit for our strength, seeking wisdom, and continue our laboring in his kingdom. Remember, we have read the back of the book, and Satan's gig is just about up. So continue pursuing after God. Walking hand in hand with Jesus is the safest place you can be. Thanks for joining us today. We trust you have been nourished and blessed. Always remember the Lord is faithful and His mercies are new every morning. Until next time, God bless.